This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. everyone this is david welcome back behind the velvet rope let's just get right into it today because we are joined by the one the only courtney stodden hey thank you for having me what is going on how are you today i am feeling really light today feeling great that's good right yeah where in the world are you i don't even know where you are are you in la (laughs) yeah i'm in beverly hills is it warm there? I'm in New York City, so. Oh my gosh, yeah, it's probably a lot warmer than NYC. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful day. That's good, and feeling light is good, so right? So things are good. Yeah, things are really, really good for me right now. I feel probably the best I've felt in a long time. That's good. Well, we have, you have a lot going on, so we're going to talk about it all, and you know, do you love living in Beverly Hills though? Originally being from Washington, like you stayed, I mean, do you love uh, Beverly Hills? Yes. Washington state. I mean, I, I love Washington state. I, I was born there. So of course I love it, but I'm such a California girl. I'm never leaving California ever. <laughs> There's nothing like not to like about California. Right. I mean, especially Beverly Hills. Exactly. I mean, even the parts of Hollywood that's kind of like run down, I still love. It's grungy. I love everything about it, the good, the bad, the ugly. I love that. And you, growing up, you were a beauty pageant. You were into beauty pageants and music. That was some of your yeah. stuff. Yeah. So I um, was actually in the Donald Trump Miss Teen pageants. <laughs> wow. Not to, not to, um, thrilled to admit that (laughs) well it's kind of like donald trump owns them all right i mean yeah what are you gonna do (laughs) what type of child were you i was a really colorful 
interesting child, at least my mom has always told me. I'm the youngest of her three girls. And she just told me I was always the one that was out of the box, very creative, always dancing, very silly, um, very artistic and funny. <laughs> and you, did you have like a happy childhood? I mean, I, I was bullied as a child, so I know you've been like very vocal about yeah. your bullied. Like, tell me about that. Yeah. So, um, you, you know, my, my parents, I, I have really no complaints about them when I was really young. Um, I was a daddy's girl and, um, I grew up next door to, uh, a, my very first friend who was deaf and I was fluent in sign language and I wow. didn't really speak a lot. I was very shy. And I remember my mom took me to preschool for the first day and I was traumatized because everyone was talking and I'm like signing to them. <laughs> I was like, they're talking to me. Oh so it was, I was a very shy kid. Um, but then as I grew o- older and um, transferred schools, I, I moved a couple times. Um, I just felt different. I always felt like I had no place to call like my safe place other than with my mom. My mom and I were like really joined really after close. Her. Yes. And my mom would even spritz her um, Lancome perfume on my wrist before going to school because I would cry. I didn't, I didn't want to go to school because I, I just hated it. I didn't feel like I fit in there. Are people shocked to find that out about you? Because, you know, you think Courtney Stodden, like I wouldn't say shy is like, I don't think it comes to a lot of people's minds. Oh, no, I don't think that people think I'm shy. And I think that's one of the biggest misconceptions about me. I I mean, because I think I, I started off as a very shy kid and then I, um, you know, my first very best friend who I'm still friends with to this day is deaf. I, I developed a, a stuttering problem. And when I was little, I, I, I would try to talk to people and I, I would just, I couldn't, I couldn't even answer the phone. I'd be like, <laughs> I was deathly shy. Really? And even to this day, <laughs> I still try to like, you know, meditate before I talk to someone and just try to be able to like not stutter. I still, I still struggle with that. Well, one of the reasons I think why no one thinks you're shy is, you know, you first came into like the public eye when you were 16, when you married someone like much older than you, like 34 years. Older than my dad. Yeah. So here you are like shy and you have one friend basically. And then the next thing you know, you're like the talk of literally the whole world. I mean, the USA, what was that like? Traumatizing. Um, I, my backstory is, you know, I, I, uh, it was, you know, became a teenager and my dad really wasn't around that much. She was the working father. So I was always at home with my mom. Um, my mom pulled me out of school in sixth grade and I was, um, homeschooled and very sheltered and I I just have my mom and you know <laughs> a couple friends and I was very lost I just felt very different and I blew up on MySpace I was a MySpace girl and I I blew up on MySpace and I feel like I kind of found my I don't know my community a little bit on MySpace did you like that or I mean you know like, like you said traumatizing like was there any part of you know that 
I could see it being traumatizing, but I could see it being like empowering at the same time. It was, it was both. Um, it was twofold. I feel like it was definitely something that, uh, made me feel like I was someone and, and, and I could fit in and, and, um, uh, express myself, um, because my mom allowed me the, uh, you know, the space to be myself and have to go to school and deal with that bullying as much, but, but she, she pulled me out in sixth grade and it was horrendous. I mean, I was getting threatened every day. Girls were going to kick my ass. And I mean, it, it was just awful. So I just felt, I felt safe. I felt safe on the internet. Um, until I met Doug Hutchison. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> and that's how it all happened. That's how it all happened for me. Yeah. Yeah. And I felt like, I was the most special person in the world. I, I didn't connect, you know, connect with people my age ever. I never connected really with a lot of girls. I never connected really with a lot of boys. Um, it was just a bunch of <sighs> misfits that I would connect with. And um, I never really understood myself at that age. You really don't understand yourself that well. But um, I just fell into a trophy wife kind of dumb blonde role. Um, because that's what everybody was kind of telling me I was. And I hid under that mask for a really long time. And how was that, you know, here you are. I mean, I imagine you were, I and mean, we don't have to spend too much time on this because it's in the past, but you know, I'm more into, no need to recount all the facts, but just, you know, like the psychology behind like, you know, you're shy and the next thing you know, everyone knows your name. I mean, you obviously were in love with him. So you thought at 16. Madly. I was madly in love with him. Um, and I thought that he was madly in love with me. And, and then when everything kind of hit the, you know, the tabloids and it went internationally um, wild, I, I just... I don't know. I think I started to lose myself. How much of a 16, 17 year old girl can possibly lose herself? I I just, yeah, everything just became too much for me. And that's when I, I started drinking. I started drinking at 16 years old just to cope. Um, yeah. Wow. I mean, did you fall, like, did you read all this stuff? And like, how was that when they were saying like, you know, he was 53, like he's a pedophile and you're like a gold digger slash trophy wife and all of that. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the irony is um, he only had $50,000 to his name when I met him and I'm the one who was making the money. So he's right. the gold digger, not me. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> no. um, but yeah, no, I, I, um, I just, I just tried to get through it the best I could. I, I, I I was too young. I was too young. I was way too much over my head and I just hid. I just hid. I hid. And I, and I had to kind of continue to hold up that image because it, it's what I, it's what I was being told I was. And even by my ex-husband that that's what, what I was. Um, and because I really never connected with a lot of people, I feel like I was very receptive to, um, to the grooming, you know, that was being taken place. And were your, your parents were okay with this? I mean, as my, far father, as- my father, surprisingly, my father gave his consent the same day he met Doug, the same day that Doug flew 
into SeaTac to Seattle to see me. My father, two hours later, gave Doug his, his blessing to marry his daughter. And I think because I, I just was so, I was just so clinging to Doug. I was very grateful that my, my dad would just kind of give me away like that. But then really deep down, it crushed me and I'm still crushed. The fact that he could in an hour give his 16 year old daughter away to a 50 year old man who he just met. I, I don't know. Well, yes, I would think 99.999% of <laughs> the fathers out there would have not done that. I mean, to be, to be fair though, I mean, Doug, he's quite the charmer, a lot of groomers, a lot of groomers, especially um, ones who are either, you know, movie stars or um, uh, governors or whatever, right? Politicians, whatever. Um, They're very charming and they're very intelligent and they're really easy to not only groom a child, which is, you would think is pretty easy, but it's pretty, um, it's pretty uh, possible to groom parents as well. Parents who actually claim to really have their child's best interest. I, I was severely um, uh, sheltered my entire life. And then, you know, it wasn't like I, I was able to, you know, go date 40 year olds when I was 12, you know, <laughs> it wasn't right. like happening all the time. Um, but he, he was, he was very, very, very good at, um, grooming and a lot of groomers do tend to groom families as well. So I try to keep that in mind. So after your name was everywhere and you were big on MySpace, when did like, I mean, I know one of your first reality TV shows was couples therapy, like in 2012. So how did this, like, how did that come about? I mean, your name was out there. Everyone knew who you were. Like, was it a conscious thing? Like, okay, I'm going to take advantage of this, not in a bad way. Like if everyone's going to talk about me, I might as well make this a career. Well, to be really honest, I didn't want to do it. I just moved out of a really small retirement town, Ocean Shores. (laughs) And I, I was really sheltered. And then I moved and I, now I have this new life in the Hollywood Hills with my movie star husband. And I mean, if you can imagine, I mean, any 16 year old's head would be spinning. I mean, it, and, and then when everything hit and it was internationally all over the place, there was no, you know, I guess that was the repercussion of my actions or actions of my parents, probably. Um, I just, I didn't, I didn't want anymore. I was already, I was trying to process so much and Doug is the one that said we needed the money. So it was a money situation. And he started to reveal to me that, you know, even on the green mile, he didn't make the amount that they were throwing at us. And I needed to do this. We needed to do this to pay off our debts, which were was his debts before I even met him. Yeah. Um, so it almost felt like a conservator in a way. And so that was the beginning of my reality show career. Um, and even though, you know, there's good and bad and everything. So it wasn't all bad. I, I never really wanted to go to Hollywood to be a reality star. I never really wanted to do that. 
And I remember laying in bed one night when I was 16 after everything exploded and reality show offers started pouring in. I remember telling Doug, I don't, I, I don't want to be a reality star. I want to be a singer. <laughs> That's yeah. what I want to be. I, I, I want to sing. So I didn't really have much of a choice um, though, because the power of a 50 year old over a 16 year old is quite strong. And to your point, that does sound like a conservator. I know you spoke about Britney before, like talk to me about that. Like you see similarities between yourself and what Britney's going through. Yeah, I feel like Britney and I would be best friends. (laughs) Well, that's not a bad best friend to have. (laughs) No, oh my God. Um, I, I I just see a lot of myself in her. And I know a lot of young um, women in the industry also see themselves in her. She's such a strong woman. I know she just came out today and she said, I'm fine. Everybody needs to relax. I'm fine. You know, she's just a warrior. And um, I feel like because of the time, um, you know, 10 years ago when, when my story hit, it was very similar paparazzi scene. It was a very similar culture scene and um, very misogynistic. I mean, way more than even today, which is frightening because it's so misogynistic today as well. If you've ever dreamed of having the chance to win awesome prizes like a classic 1968 Mercedes-Benz, karaoke with Charlize Theron, or my personal favorite, family dinner with the Jonas Brothers and VIP tickets to their show, oh yeah, then you have to check out Omaze, the new way to give back to charity and have fun doing it. Here's how Omaze works. You enter for the chance to win something amazing, and at the same time, you can donate to support great causes. It's fun, it's easy, and it's a way for nonprofits to raise money and for you to win big prizes, like a multi-million dollar house in Miami. No, really, you guys have to check out this house. It's seven bedrooms, six bathrooms, has a gym, an elevator, and hello, do you understand it's Miami? Perhaps you'll run into one of our friends, the Real Housewives of Miami. Here's how it works. Go to amaze.com slash velvet rope and select Miami Dream House or a different experience of your choosing. Once you've selected your prize, choose a donation amount from $10 to $150. The more you donate, the more entries you get. It's as simple as that. Enter today for your chance to win the Miami Dream House or other life-changing prizes and experiences. Just go to omaze.com slash velvet rope. Plus you now receive 20 extra entries when you enter the code velvet rope. That's O-M-A-Z-E.com slash velvet rope. Do you think, I mean, cause Brittany does keep saying she's fine. Like, do you believe her? <laughs> I'm going to believe that she's fine. I'm going to believe that she is a strong woman. And I think that her fans should definitely keep an eye on her. Her fans love her, me included. Um, But if she says she's fine and she wants people to relax, I think maybe we should stand back just a little bit, not a lot, but just a little bit and let her live her life. But if just a playing devil's advocate, like if Doug told you to make a statement that you were fine and maybe you weren't, you might've made it. Yes. But again, I was, um, 16, 17, 18, 19 years old. Isn't she in her late thirties now? Well, that is true. That's a good point. (laughs) Yeah. You know, she's a woman and I, I believe that, um, but her fans, I mean, yes, we all love her so much, right? We just love her so much. So definitely keep an eye on her. <laughs> we worry about Brittany, but you think she's, yeah. if she says she's fine, 
she's fine. Let's believe her. I think that we should maybe try to give her the benefit of the doubt. She's been through so much more than most of us can even comprehend. Yeah. That's true. So then you went and you were part of couples therapy. What was yes. that like? I mean, cause that was your first entry into reality TV. And that's when I started drinking was, um, on couples therapy, there were child labor laws. I could not be in the home or on set, um, the same amount of time that all the, the adults were. So I would film like, it was like eight hours or something. Um, and then they would pick me up, take me to a, a hotel where I'd stay the night. And then when child labor law said I could go back on set, wow. they would pick me up and bring me back. And it became so, it, it, it was an absolute nightmare for me. I was completely abused by most of the adults on the show. Um, I was only freaking 17 years old. I didn't know what I was doing. And I feel like um, a lot of, of the adults on that show were, were adult children. I mean, Alex McCord took money out of her purse and she blew up at me one time. I, I was just standing in my room with my husband and she came into my room and punched, punched my hip and she threw a dollar bill down my skirt and she called me a, a, a horror stripper or something. Um, and just, and just attacked me. I was 17 years old and she's the mother. Um, and I could go on and on and on about every day when I would go to that set, how abused I felt. And so I would go back to my hotel and I would have, um, a, a little, a little nip <laughs> just to try to keep up, keep up the, the persona, you know, be the joke. Do you think you would have not you would have still started drinking if it wasn't for reality TV. You know, I, I'm, I'm not sure. It's, it's hard to live in a hypothetical. Um, uh, but I mean, Mary, probably being married to Doug, I mean, he, he's a, uh, he, he's an alcoholic. He, he struggled with alcohol his entire life. And I didn't know that until after um, I was groomed enough for him to start revealing that to me. So I think that, Potentially, you know, just just to kind of check out of the traumatic situations that I was going through in indoors and and on TV. Yeah. Why did Alex McCord? Come, I mean, I could make the leap, but why did Alex McCord walk in and shove a dollar bill in your face? It was down my skirt. So she 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 took my underwear and she pulled she put it down my skirt. I was 17 years old. Um and that's acceptable, I guess, right? That's okay. It happened. No one did anything about it. It's fine. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. You'd, you'd, you'd have to ask her. I'm not going to pretend to know. I mean, I guess she was just trying to say, you know, you're with this older guy and the typical stereotype of what that means, I assume. No, she, oh. it wasn't about Doug. It, it was about me. It was about the way I was dressed. It was how I presented myself. Um, I was in a little, I think a little tank top and a little skirt and, and some heels. And, and that was enough for her to be able to attack me and, and, and bruise my hip. It was bruised for a while. And producers and people were just filming this and seeing it and that was it? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. 
did you get the most kind of abuse from Alex out of everyone in the cast? I was also, I, I also felt attacked by, by um, Shane Lamas. I felt very, very attacked from her from the minute I walked into the house. And I think that um, a lot of, a lot of them were potentially just, I get it. So blindsided by the, the situation you have a man who is basically a predator and you have a child who's being groomed and who is dressed like a 25 year old working at spearmint rhino. <laughs> okay. Right. And, and so, but it's the way that they chose to react and it, they all chose to react pretty much um, violently or viciously to the child and not necessarily the man, which I feel like should have been um, seen. And it just, it really wasn't. And for the longest time, I felt like the villain. I felt like the problem. I even dug uh, in some of our in drunken fights, he would tell me that it was my fault you know, that he lost his manager, his agent, his, his family, his mom, his brother, his dad, it was all my fault. And so I carried that. I mean, when a 16 year old is, is hearing all these things, it's, they're going to believe it. Um, Cause at that point I, I was too far into all of it. And you're really impressionable at 16. Like you yeah. believe what you hear. I'll admit it, as important as it is for me to eat healthy and put the right nutrients into my body and hydrate, I'm really not great at it. I'm always on the go. I'm never making that a priority and I'm always hungry. This was a real problem until I discovered 310 Nutrition. I love 310 Nutrition's water hydrators. You just add them to water and they make your water taste so much better. They also have refreshing lemonade mixes. My personal favorite, they're all in one shakes. I love their caramel sundae, their vanilla cake, the shamrock cream. I drink one of these shakes and it totally satisfies my hunger. They're low in fat and low carbs, which I love. They also satisfy my carb craving. But don't take my word for it. Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with code VELVETROPE and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 off your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and it's easy to put together an order or start a subscription on products you know you'll use. Go to 310nutrition.com and use the code VELVETROPE right now for 50% up to $100 for your first order. That's 310nutrition.com and use code VELVETROPE. You're very you would, you would think like an Alex or like a Shane Lamas would come to you and say like, are you okay? Rather than abuse you. you think. Exactly. Exactly. I... I was really hoping that they would, I, but I think that um, because I was so young, I, and, and in over my head and just, I don't know, just being a, a 16 year old who, who doesn't really, you know, is not grounded. I chose to, to, to kind of act hypersexually to just kind of bounce off the hate. Right. So the more hate I get, the more hypersexual I get to, to just try to, you know, just hide, I guess, probably. That makes sense. And you said when Alex was doing this, like, it was kind of like, you were the joke. That's what you just said. Like, did you feel that way? Like that you were the joke? Absolutely. All the time. I felt like I was the problem. And then after leaving couples therapy, going back, 
you know, to my home with Doug, I, it, it was for, furthered, you know, it, with our fights and with the abuse and the grooming, it was definitely more, um, I would believe it more, you know, because it, he's, he's yelling at me. He's telling me I'm, I'm a problem. Everyone's, you know, I, I was a freaking kid. You know, if you, if you think about, um, you know, a, a 16 year old sister or 16 year old daughter or 16 year old cousin, think about, put them in, in, in that scenario, take away the way that I look, take that away, put them in that situation. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. And, and it's not okay. It's not acceptable. It's not okay. And you think that's what it was that everybody thought you were okay in part based on how you looked regardless if they thought it was okay or not i i don't think it's it's acceptable <laughs> I, just, I just don't think it's acceptable no i mean <laughs> look we all think we know what we're doing at 16 but we yeah. don't we have no clue we don't we absolutely don't know our no. brain is still developing it's like you're yeah. a child. So yes. after that, then how did Celebrity Big Brother come around like a year later? How did that all come about? Yeah. So after couples therapy, um, my popularity kind of went through the roof and um, a lot of reality TV producers and networks were clamoring to get me on in some, you know, somehow, some shape or some form. And um uh, CBB, uh, was kind of always wanting me on, but I was too young. And then finally, when I turned 18, um, they, they offered me a pretty decent (laughs) sum of money. And, uh, Doug is like, okay, let's pack your bags. Let's, I'm going to sign this for you. And then we're going to get you on a plane. (laughs) So I'm like, oh, okay. So here I am trying to, you know, muster up the, Oh, just, just the mindset to do it. I mean, I, I just, you know, went to, I just married this guy, went to Hollywood, became some a form of the celebrity and then now a reality TV star. And, and now I'm going to go to another country and I've, I've never been on a plane at this point ever. And so, um, I was just, I was just terrified again, but it, you know, it's, it's just kind of what happened, what I fell into and, and um, what I was being told to do. And so, yeah, I, I went and did CBB. It was the first time that I was away from Doug ever. And I remember um, when the producers uh, came to my hotel, the K West in, in London, they said, okay, Doug, you're got to say bye to Courtney. You're, you're not going to see her for probably a month or something. And I remember I, 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 I had a nervous breakdown. I fell on the floor. I, I couldn't breathe. I had a full-fledged panic attack. Um, I, I couldn't fathom being away from him for more than five minutes. Like really? I, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't even, I couldn't breathe. And I was thinking about this the other day of, you know, kind of the trajectory. And as I'm writing my book, I'm kind of reliving a lot of, of um, my, these traumatic experiences and even the the good ones there are some good ones too um but yeah just I I was I was I couldn't breathe I I couldn't be without him and um I I did it (laughs) a bottle of wine later they threw me on stage (laughs) and I'm and I'm out in in front of the crowd and I'm going into the CBB house 
And um, it was it. There was no turning around. Nothing says fall like soft, plush, merino wool. For the third year in a row, Rothy's is launching an exclusive autumn collection featuring washable merino wool styles. They're incredibly comfortable, cozy, and 100% machine washable. Hey, it's 2021. Who has time for uncomfortable shoes? That's why I turn to Rothy's. Plus, they come in a variety of colors, patterns, and styles. Wait, you want to know what is my favorite thing about Rothy's? My favorite thing is that they're not just for women anymore. They're now available for men as well. They're durable, they're washable, and they're great for the planet. To help you welcome fall season in style, Rothy's is doing something special. That's right. They gave us the chance to share this super rare opportunity with our listeners for a limited time. Right now, you get $20 off your first purchase at rothys.com slash velvet. That's R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash velvet. Head to rothys.com slash velvet to find your new favorites today. They're comfortable, they're machine washable, and they're perfect for the fall. Rothys. Well, you did pretty well. I did. I was shocked. I mean, when I, when I first went out on stage, um, I, I had a bottle of wine and the crowd was saying, boo, boo, boo. But the whole time I was in the house and it took me like a month, you know, I, 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 I survived the month and I yeah. came out the, the pre semifinal of the finale and everyone was cheering. And I remember I said to one of the producers, I said, isn't that crazy? When I first came in, everyone was saying boobs, boobs, boobs. <laughs> I thought everyone was saying boobs when I first went in there. I had no idea people hated me when I went in there. I had no idea. I thought they were like, yay, boobs. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> so crazy. And did you just love playing the game Big Brother? It was one of the hardest things I ever had to do. I mean, it seemed like every time I would come, you know, do something new, it was the the new hardest thing to do. Um, I had a great time though in that house. I felt like a college girl in a dorm because you forget about the cameras. I felt like for the first time in my life, I was away from controlling a, a controlling environment, even though how crazy that sounds at CBB, <laughs> but I just felt, I felt free. And I just, I, I remember they uh, invited Doug on, on the show really quickly. They like tied him up in the basement and um, I got to go see him. And I know the, the entire UK was just like, she's acting so weird. I, I, and I didn't want to see him. I didn't want to see him. I didn't want to be around him. I didn't want to see him. Um, I, I, I just, I just didn't. I just didn't. And so that was when I got back from CBB, we got back to uh, um, Hollywood. And I told him that was the first time that I had the strength to tell him that I'm going to separate from you. I'm not in love with you anymore. And I, I need to go find my freedom outside of you in this. And then that didn't happen then. Well, it did for six months. Um, but we were still living in the same house because I had nowhere to go. Right. <laughs> I had nowhere to go. I, I didn't really have any friends really, you know, cause when you're in the media, it's hard to trust people. You don't know who to trust. So I, I was just, and he was great at annihilating me. And so I just, I felt um, like I, I couldn't, I didn't really have anywhere to go. And so 
we lived together there for six months. I was dating. I would leave the house and, and he would drink and, and block the door and abuse me before I went on my dates. And, and it, it was, it was really, 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 really stressful. But what made me go back to Doug was I was sexually assaulted twice, um, by a, um, very well-known plastic surgeon in Beverly Hills and a dermatologist. And they were both friends and they both kind of like were pre- you know, praying on me as well. And I was 19. And so I just, I just felt like I, I, I was safest with Doug and I needed to go back to him because he was the only one who really could protect me and love me. Are you able to like, because you've been through this, like, even if there isn't a huge age difference, like, are you able to see people like in the public eye where you're like, that's predatory behavior. And that woman doesn't seem free. Oh, so yes. to speak? Really? Oh yeah. Oh yes. I see it a lot. And it's funny you bring that up because there's Oh, I don't want to, I don't know. <laughs> you can it, tell but... us you're amongst friends. <laughs> well, I just, I'm I mean, you are the her. expert. Well, I'm, I'm considering her, but I, I, I know for a fact that there are, there are women who have been groomed. I mean, with, with men since they were 18 and the man was older and, you know, and, and yeah, they're not, they're not faithful to them. And, and also grooming other girls while they're still with this woman. So yeah, it's, it's happening right now. And then do you feel, well, I need to reach out to this person. Like, I mean, they're in the public eye. It's easy (gasps) enough to figure out with your, you know, agents and managers. I mean, everyone could get these phone numbers if they have to. Well, I do think about it all the time, but I don't, I don't know what to do really about it because yes, I'm not an expert, but I think it's, pretty easy to be able to, um, come out of a situation and and have a light go off. Right. And you can then spot. So even though I'm not an expert, I feel like I kind of can speak to it and I can, I seek it out. Um, especially when, when their husband's also trying to groom me and other girls as well. It's, it's definitely, um, something that I battle with. I don't know. I don't really know what to do because my situation was so difficult. I, I, I found out, I I just got a divorce a year ago and then the pandemic hit right when I got a divorce. I was just like, you know, uh, God, of course, this is my life. Now I have to stay in the house. Um, but during that pandemic, I realized that my ex-husband was starting to talk to a 15 year old girl in the UK still doing it. It was shocking. Her stepmom reached out to me. So it's, it's like, it's still happening and it happens all over the place and it's, and it's still happening and it's still, it's still out there. And it's, and it's something that we definitely need, need to figure out how to handle. I just, if I was president, I would lock them all up, but I'm not. (laughs) Well, you know, anything is possible. But there are, there are people you're thinking of, I mean, you obviously don't want to say the names, but like that you're thinking of reaching out to now. Uh, yes, there, yes. And you don't want yeah. to say who that is? I don't know. Chris, what do you think? Um, 
No. Um, maybe I'll wait for my book. Maybe I'll do that. But but you're the first person that's ever kind of cracked cracked that. <laughs> like I'm that just. I'm curious. Hmm? Legally, legally, yeah, no, legally, I can't. Um, but I'll figure it out. <laughs> that makes sense. Well, on a lighter note, I have a question about you. You know, you speak about music and all these other things you had going on. Talk to me about being in a Fifty Cent video. Oh my god, that is a lie. I don't know who is put it? that up on my. I don't know who put that up on my wiki, but that has been s- up on my wiki for so long. I've never, unless, unless I was just like drunk and I don't remember <laughs> I saw it other places too like everyone says you're in a 50 cent video I video who is my doppelganger I kind of want to know I don't know because as soon as I saw that I'm like I need to ask you about this I'm like <laughs> I, I, I'd love to be in a 50 cent video hey 50 hit me up let's go let's, let's do it <laughs> maybe they're predicting the future who knows <laughs> I, I was like I have to ask you about that um yeah well nope. okay we'll <laughs> skip over that um <laughs> So here's my question. Cause like, you know, you say like you were the joke and like Alex did this to you. Like, so then at some point, did you say, okay, I know I'm the joke, but the joke's on you. Like, cause I'm going to, I mean, this is, I, I could be wrong, yeah. but I'm curious, like, yeah. okay, like I'm going to go with this and now I'm going to make a career out of this, which I'm not judging. There's nothing wrong with that. Like, did that happen or no? I'm, I'm reading too much into it. Oh no, one second. I, have... I think you're just getting a call. It means. Yeah, it's my booty injection appointment. One second. Well, that's important. <laughs> it's very important, but I can talk to him later. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, what was the question again? Sorry. Well, like, <laughs> well, like, so from where I'm sitting, I, you know, I make up my own backstories and I could be wrong. I mean, here you are. I figured I'd ask you, but okay. like, at some point, like, did you go from being quote unquote, the joke, as you say, to saying the jokes on all of you, because I'm in on it now. And if this is what you want, I am going to go on that reality show and that one. And I'll do this. And I'll, you know, I fill up that bank I, account and there's nothing wrong with that. Well, it wasn't my money. It was going to Doug and to managers. So I didn't really have access to my money necessarily. I was given a credit card that Doug would give me and put certain money on it. So I wouldn't, you know, I, so that's why I say conservator because it was in that sense of, it felt like that. Um, and so Doug handled the money. Um, and I, I, I think I just felt in a way I did feel that way. I did, I did feel I'm going to let them think whatever they want. Um, I grew up with Marilyn Monroe all over my mother's hair salon walls and I, I loved her and I still do and I also grew up watching the Anna Nicole show and I loved them and I never judged them I, I, re- I revered them and I still do um so I just kind of felt like that's what how people want to paint me I love I love Anna I love I love all of them so I'm just going to kind of maybe do what they did and hide uh lack of better term under that dumb blonde image and and that's what I am and I did feel like a joke a lot of the times I did feel like I I wasn't taken seriously I still don't feel like I'm taken seriously I feel like I've been painted into a corner um 
And I think that that has a lot of negative side effects and it's had a lot of negative side effects on my worth, the way that I have viewed myself. Um, I'm very intelligent. I'm a very intelligent person. Um, so I, it's hard for me to ignore the obviousness of how I'm feeling and why I'm feeling these things and, and what's, what's played a role in it. And I think growing up and, and having my brain develop around this image that was created, this dumb blonde, this, this, this joke of some sort, um, it definitely played a, a huge role on, um, the way that I, I, I suffer with my self-confidence and a lot of people would some, some people might, might say, oh yeah, that's obvious. Or some people would say, you, you have confidence issues. Wait, what? Um, and I get, I get both of those a lot. So yeah, I, I, I'm still, um, just trying to kind of shed that, shed that skin. And, um, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm working on it. I'm always, uh, I'm always in progress with, with working on myself. Well, it's like you got massively trolled before that was even a thing when you were 16. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. And so you just, I mean, did you learn to deal with it? Like, you know, like, do you read comments now? I mean, cause listen, everyone gets them. Like, are you good at that or no? You still slip up and you go down that rabbit hole of like, this is what people are saying about me today. Or you just have learned to tune it out or it's a mixture of both. I still slip up. To be honest, you know, I used to kind of just say, oh, I, you know, it doesn't bother me. <laughs> you know, I, I, I have what, thick skin, Melania, I have thick skin. <laughs> I'm like, you know, I, I, I'm, it doesn't bother me. I don't care. But I think like I had to tell myself that to tell myself I don't care because I really do care. And um, it does affect me deeply. And it has been, um, it's like a cancer inside of me really like this is what, how people see me and and so I have to just try so hard to tune that out and to care attack like I not that you know like I don't care but it's it's almost impossible to not read negativity about yourself you know if you see something pop up you click it and oh you scroll down oh shit oh, oh okay so I am I'm ugly oh oh I'm fat oh I'm fat like that was another thing that really um really got me about a week ago. Um, I'm 110 pounds. I'm five, four. And apparently I'm fat. Like I have men, straight men telling me that I'm fat and I need to lose weight. And, um, I just, you know, and then you, you see that big brother girl pass away from anorexia recently. Um, and, and it's, Oh, it's, it's just, it's, it's almost impossible to not let it affect you. It really is, you know, unless, unless you're just drunk all the time. (laughs) It's easy to go down that rabbit hole. Yes. Yes. Too easy. Well, I mean, you did get a divorce and I know you just had like your 26th birthday and you were very reflective upon that. So that's at least a positive thing, right? That you were able to finally step away from this man. Yes. Yes. That is definitely a positive thing um, that I was able to recognize the signs, um, digest that, do something about it. Um, and now I'm working on myself. I think those are some really commendable things. Um, 
regardless of what anybody else thinks of me. I think those are commendable. And I think it's, it's, it's strong and it takes a strong person to do that. Um, especially, you know, of how young, and again, I do, I, I see women who are, um, in relationships with, I believe to be groomers who don't recognize it, or maybe they do. And then, and they're, they're too afraid to leave or, um, anything, you know, that, that, that they are choosing to believe. Um, but I'm just grateful that I'm able to sit here today and feel strong and feel lighter and, um, help people. And I feel like my book is definitely going to be something that shines a light on a topic that is going to be at the helm of, um, a generation, a female generation and, and a male generation, all genders, everybody should definitely read my book because, um, rumors I don't think are going away. I really don't think they are. And is your book, and I want to talk about it more in a few minutes too, is it going to be like all encompassing like your whole life or is it going to be just specifically like focused towards groomers or it's really just going to be like the Courtney Stodden story from start to end? It's, it's the Courtney Stodden story from start to end because I feel like um, it, it has to be for people to understand how everything happened because I always get questions like, how did this happen? How can your parents let this happen? Who are your parents? You know, who are they? Who are you? You know, how are you able to be in this position? How were you, you know, how did you meet him? Where did you grow up? And so it has to kind of be my whole story for people to get the full scope. And I want people to really read the, my entire story to be able to understand and see maybe, hey, oh, wow, there's a similarity here to someone I know, or this is how we could stop you know, from this even starting to happen in my kid's life or in, um, you know, my, my, a, a friend's life or anything like that. So I think it's very important to share my entire story. I think so. And just cause it is, it's so foreign to so many people, right? Like where yeah. are your parents, you know, and again, this is not said with judgment. It's just more like curiosity, like where are your parents? Everything you just said, like, no, how did this happen? Where do you meet? Like that yeah. to most people is just like, I don't even understand how like a parent lets this happen. And again, no judgment. I'm the least judgmental person no, in the world. Hey, but, you don't have to say that. I, but I it's true. I it's don't just, take it as judgment. It's so, I take it as reality. It's reality and people shouldn't, should, should hear it. Well, you get this divorce and then you are single and you are ready to go out and start your life over and meet lots of people. And then one of the people you meet is, People say my doppelganger, Mr. Brian Austin Green. <laughs> doppelganger, oh my God. I think I'm not, you're cuter than him, well, but whatever. <laughs> thank you. And this is not me flattering myself. I That's the one I get more I've than others. I've seen him close up and personal. I think you're cuter. <laughs> well, I will take that. <laughs> so, I mean, how was that? Ugh. You know... He, he met Megan, um, when she was what, like 18 or something, was she like 18 and he, he was older. Um, and you know, he reminded me a lot of Doug. He even told me that he met Doug and he, and he hung out with Doug a couple times. And I, I don't know. I, I just kind of got some vibes from him. Um, he, he's a lot older than me. He's a lot older than Megan. And, um, yeah, I, I just, I don't know. I, I just felt, um, some, some, some vibes. In the sense that what he reminds you of Doug? 
he did he did remind me of Doug yes a lot a lot yeah and I don't I don't want to say too much um about him because you know his kids and um and all of that but um I'm just glad that I didn't get sucked into that (laughs) that's good if you recognize that that you didn't get sucked in yeah yeah Did you feel, I mean, this isn't really about him. It's just a lot of people felt that, you know, that there was a lot of PDA not having anything to do with you, but that like, he would like, do you think he like called the paparazzi? Like, was he trying to make Megan jealous? I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. I do think that he, he, he was, I had a lot of women reach out to me after um, photos surfaced of us getting Mexican food um, that he actually canceled dates on them saying that he was spending time with his children, but then photos of me and him came out and his kids weren't around. So I think that he kind of, you know, he's a, he's a player. And, and, um, I think that Megan met a really awesome, um, guy for herself. I actually knew MGK for a little bit. And, um, uh, I think that they are perfect together. (laughs) I really do. They seem happy. Yeah. Yeah. They're really cute together. I know Brian just, you know, he's, he, he's always wanted to be a singer and stuff. I think he might be a little jealous about you. <laughs> because of his singing. I mean, he's a superstar when it comes to singing. He's a freaking rock star. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think besides jealousy, like, do you think Megan broke his heart? Like, did he seem heartbroken? I think she got away. I think I really do. I think, I think she got away. She was really young when they were together and he was older than her. And, you know, I think she's just a woman who t- took her power back. And you see a trend with him that, I mean, Megan was younger, you're younger. You think he's, that's his MO. I definitely think that he um, liked to, to feel like he was in the control seat, the, the power seat. And I don't think he likes to see her in, in her own power seat. I don't, I don't really feel like, um, that's something that he wanted. And of course, you know, they have children and they had all of that, but, um, yeah, I'm just happy for her at the end of the day. How do you know MGK? Um, we, we met at, uh, uh, through, I, through Instagram and then we, we hung out a little bit at, at clubs. Um, but I don't know him that much, but he's always been uh, gracious and kind. They seem yeah. happy to wear out from where I, I'm sitting. I really, yeah, I, I think they're going to get married too once, once they're, once Brian and Megan's divorce is, is done. So I am all for it. <laughs> age appropriate. They seem, I mean, I could just see their personalities going together. Yes. Age appropriate. She age seems appropriate. happy. I mean, I don't know. Like it seemed to me like Megan just broke his heart. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Do you find that strange? Like here you are starting your life over on just one picture or you're just used to it at this point? Like that one picture now, this becomes a thing. You know what I mean? Like, are you ever shocked at how the media works? Or you've been doing am. this for, you are? I, I, I still, no, I, I cannot say that I have my fingers on the pulse of knowing what is going to happen next. I don't. Um, I, every day it just seems to be twists and turns and I mean, different things coming out in the media. I, I don't, I don't really have my 
fingers on the pulse of it, but um, I'm just living my life now. And I think I'm finally starting to feel freer and able just to express myself and um, to just to try to just, just feel right. Like I'm kind of going through this, this, this place now where, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not taking Xanax anymore. I'm, 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 you know, watching my drinking. Um, I do have a glass of champagne here and there, but you're untitled. Yeah, no, um, I, I'm watching my, you know, watching all that, but I'm, I'm, I'm just allowing myself to feel and I'm allowing myself to kind of come back into, um, reality a little bit more because I'm feeling safer because yeah I'm 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 away from from that situation and I'm 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 you know learning about myself and I feel like for the first time I'm kind of starting to like learn who I am and accept who 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 I am are you scared because I mean so you were going down that road I'm just using Brian Austin as an example because you just said like are you scared that like, so you were going down that road and you're now, you say you recognize certain patterns. So is that good? Or are you scared that you might one day, like, I mean, you're like, if you ever get there again, like where you may not recognize these patterns or no, you feel like you will always recognize them now. Uh, never say never. Right. Um, because I'm, I'm not, like I said, I'm not a genius expert at it but I do think that I'm pretty darn good at it. And, um, I've, I've been on many dates where they didn't end well because I'm no longer like, you know, sitting there and playing that kind of like ditzy thing and, and what they, they like, you know, an impressionable, um, sex, you know, sex pot. That's, that's, you know, and I just, I've, I've been on a lot of dates where it just did not end well and block, 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 block. Um, I, I just, um, yeah, I'm just in a completely different place. And I don't think a lot of men like that. <laughs> right. Cause I mean, well, to your point too, like you said, like, you know, it's one of the misconceptions about you. Do you think when people meet you like men, when they're going down that road of dating you, like, do you think there's that misconception of like, just that misconception? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Definitely. I feel, um, men have seen a lot of women as, um, a weaker, uh, sex. I mean, and I, I, uh, I, that's, that's, one of one of the reasons why I identify as non-binary, um, you know, a, a high femme non-binary, um, I feel like there there isn't a lot of um, uh, info on that yet. But um, I I just I feel I feel like I'm in a place where I'm on a scale like of of gender. I feel I feel like <laughs> I feel like my own man. And I feel like my own woman. Um, and, and I just, I, 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 I am, I've had it with feeling like I'm under the thumb of that masculine misogyny, the labels, the um, misconceptions, w- what men have put on me and, and people like me. Um, I've just had it. 
I have no patience for it anymore. Well, you did just come out as non-binary. So congratulations on that. Thank you. Was that like a hard decision? Like, I mean. Yeah, I, I, I was scared. I was really scared to come out as that. Um, but to, to my surprise after I did, um, I was laying in bed and I just had a really rough day. Um, and I, I just, I don't know. I just, I just felt like it was time to be genuine, to be true, to stand up for all of my other, I mean, LG, LBGTQ. I, right. there you go, um, fans and, um, and they gave me strength to really come out and, 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 and just, and, and I just feel so much freer. I feel more, I feel so much more like my authentic self today and yesterday. Um, yeah. Yeah. I just feel great. And did you get a lot of criticism? Cause you said hi femme, like, did you get a lot of criticism because you're not, you know, stereotypical what yeah, uh, yeah. society, yeah, right? I, 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 that's why I was kind of afraid to come out because, um, because I don't look a certain way. Um, you know, I, I, uh, Elliot Page really inspired me and, and, and I, I, I watched Elliot's story and, and I've always been such a, such a fan. Um, Sam Smith, another non-binary I and I just always felt a connection but I don't look like them and that that really scared me but I think I just I just got to a point where I just didn't really you know that feeling you just like fuck it you know I'm just I'm just gonna live my truth and I did and I I have a lot more positive uh love sent my way than, than negative. Yeah. Hate. And, and maybe it's because I'm focusing more on, on my fans and, and not the naysayers. Um, because honestly they don't matter to me who matters to me are my fans and, and people who are living their truth. A lot of people who are negative are living in darkness and not, and not, you know, being honest with themselves or other people and are happy. So, um, I'm going to just, bask in the light and I just I, I feel great I really do and I mean you came to this at you know a young age and I'm not casting stones but like you look at someone like I mean I know it's not the same thing but you look at like a Caitlyn Jenner or someone or anyone that just comes to their honesty like later in life and you're just like wow you wasted you know yeah. it's a lot of years yeah yeah. And, and who are we to sit back and, you know, judge uh, them and, and, and their timing? I mean, we're all on our own journey and we all have our own experiences and we all have our own traumas and nobody can really understand us except ourselves. It's impossible to walk in someone else's shoes, but we can have empathy and we can have love and, and acceptance and uh, for, for Caitlyn Jenner to come out when she did. Um, that's great. That's, that's her timing and that's her story. Yeah. Have you heard from anyone that like we would know, you know, like that has, you know, anyone in the public eye that has reached out to say like, you know, 
welcome to the community or like good for you. Oh my like, gosh, yes. Oh my gosh. So many. Oh, I mean, so many from RuPaul's Drag Race, um, all those queens on there. So many of them. My gosh, love. Um, uh, Perez Hilton um, wrote me an amazing letter just telling me how proud he is and um, happy for me. Um, oh my gosh, who else? <laughs> what um, else did Perez have to say? So we love Perez here at this show. He's been on four times. He's oh. one of our returning guests. What what did oh. he have to say? I just love him. He he's just he's just like I'm so proud of you for living your truth, you know. I think that um he's still a little confused about pronouns, right? Because they them is what I choose to go with and and what I like to be referred to as and um I feel like you know because it's they it's, it's not what singular or whatever it's not you know about I don't know I think I think he he did say he's a little confused about that but it doesn't matter to me call me they or call me Courtney you know it it it, it doesn't matter you need to have a lunch with Perez and you can go over it all with him I would love to. I love Perez. I mean, we have a long history and I mean, he's, he's taken his hits here and in, in Hollywood. And, and I, I'm really grateful that, um, I feel like he has my back and I definitely has have his. So that's good. Yeah. What about, well, you're dating someone now. Yes. So, um, I've been on and off with my manager. Um, he's not in the public eye. Um, I, I, I've been dating him on and off since Doug and I, um, started having issues. We were still married when I met him. Um, and so, uh, yeah, he's, he's just been there for me. I mean, I, I, I feel like he's, he's really, he, he really cares about me. Um, he, he puts up with me. <laughs> I feel like a lot of men wouldn't, uh, especially after all of my experiences. And I mean, my cup is fucking full. Like, can I say that on there? My cup is full. You can say whatever and... you want. Yes. <laughs> Great. Yes. Fuck yeah. Um, so yeah. And he, we've been together for five years now. Um, and, you know, they say the five year mark is, you know, you kind of feel like you really know someone. Um, but yeah, I mean, we, he's, he's just there for me and, um, we've been together on and off. Um, but we just, we just keep getting back together. <laughs> that, t- that tells you, and you are obviously off when you were hanging out with Brian Austin. Yes. <laughs> I won't ask you any more questions about it. <laughs> Good. Let's throw that bag out. Go. <laughs> literally, literally bag, B-A-G. Literally. <laughs> What about this whole thing, you know, when Chrissy Teigen announced she was leaving Twitter because she was bullying. And then, you know, I, I read your tweets, which I never saw back in the day, but I read them when I was like, oh, wow, where she basically told you she hates you and bullied you back in the day. Yeah, it was. A, I mean, she would she was obsessed with me. She would DM me almost at least like three times a week um, publicly but then she would privately DM me at night 
like it would always be like at night. I don't know if it was John was sleeping. I don't know what the heck was going on, but she, she would DM me and, you know, tell me I'm ugly and like, just really just like things that would, you, you would tell someone that you want, you want to make feel bad. Um, and again, I was, I was 16, 17, 18 and 19 years old. So this went on for years. I mean, this wasn't just, you know, a weak obsession of trolling. This was years. And um, I mean, I couldn't believe that I had people like Chrissy, John, John's wife. I mean, I loved, I loved him growing up. I mean, writing me and stalking me, telling me to die. Like, <laughs> it was so crazy. Like, I never even met her. I never spoke to her. Um, I, I never met John. I, I had nothing to do with them. And for some reason, she just wanted me dead. <laughs> she made she, that decision. Wanted me dead. Why do you think that is? I mean, because you you've never I don't met know. her. I don't know. I don't know. I've never met her. Um, and, and to this day, she's ignoring it. Um, and, and to me, that tells me that she hasn't changed and you can't make somebody change, you know, but, um, it's just, I just, I don't know. I just hope that no other minor has to go through celebrities who have an army of followers who, who then can attack you. I mean, would do that just to, just to a minor. I mean, especially one who is in a situation that was like mine, like not, not healthy. She hasn't like reached out since you exposed just to say, I'm sorry. Nope. Or... nope. Nothing, nothing. And she, she continually, uh, very obviously, um, is ignoring it. So to me, it's like a, you know, and that just tells me a lot about her. If you, cause it's, you know, you're, you live in the same general area. Like, what would you say if you ran into her, like at a restaurant or somewhere at night? Nothing. I don't feel like walking. she, I, I don't think I would say anything to her. No, no, no. What about, is there anyone else that we would know that's reached out to you or to either DM you with negative stuff or <laughs> the opposite? Like, tell us someone we don't know about that's reached out to you or positive. Like, Hey, I'd like to go on a date with you back in the day. Back in the day, um, or like you know, not back in the day, like a couple, you know, whenever. Yeah, um, I have so many people, honestly, that have reached out to me. I, 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 I don't like really con- connecting with with other people in the industry because I feel like it's like you know, because you're both in the industry, you automatically have a connection, and I just I don't trust anybody. <laughs> I just, I just have so many walls up. I don't, I don't trust anyone, but, um, RuPaul, I mean, RuPaul from the day that I came to Hollywood, I mean, Ru has been so supportive. Um, Ru is one of the other reasons why I felt like I, I could come out because, you know, Ru has been, um, just at the helm of, of accepting yourself and, and Ru's just been so supportive of me and, and very, um, almost like a cheerleader, um, for, for me. Um, and to go on the opposite side, I mean, Courtney Love has DM'd me and she DM'd me. She said, you're a slut. Who are you? You're a slut. <laughs> I was like 
17 and that one sticks out to me um because I grew up where uh Kurt Cobain grew up and that was in Aberdeen Washington um so we all you know revered Courtney and Kurt where I grew up and then I have her DMing me calling me a slut <laughs> it's like, whoa. did she take it further or it was just like you're a slut and now I'm gonna go about you're my a day. slut called it a day <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and then Jason Biggs was another one. He, he stalked me for years. I mean, he, he, he would harass me for years. I mean, it got to a point where I, when I would run into him at red carpets, I would have my team keep him away from me. Um, because it, it, it was just too much. I mean, even when California had an earthquake, he, he, he tweets, Oh, Courtney Stodden just rolled over. Her boobs are so big. It shook the whole state. Don't worry, everybody. I was like 18 and I kind of laugh, you know, but then when it's almost every like, you know, couple days, um, it gets, it gets a little abusive. I was going to say you're laughing now, but like when you're 18 and like Courtney Love calls you a slut, were you laughing then? I think I, I inside it hurt me, but I think on the outside, I always handle things like giggling. I, it's kind of my personality, you know, if, if something hurts me, I'd rather laugh than cry, but then I'll, I'd probably cry, you know, an hour later. <laughs> and <laughs> you know? Jason Biggs trolled you too. I, I, I thought you meant Jason Biggs was stalking you to take you out on a date. You know, he eventually did ask me and I was thinking, oh, okay. So you, uh, you, you bully the chicks you find hot to then ask them on dates. It doesn't work. Well, so I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if it was just to trap me again, you know, get me on a date, trap me again. I don't know. I just don't trust anybody now because of all of my experiences. I don't trust them. Do you regret anything about like your story and your life thus far? Like any decisions you made or anything? Uh, I, I, I try to say, right. I don't believe in a you know, regrets. I try, I really try to, to, to stick with that because all the decisions have led me to this point where I'm at. And I really believe that I'm a pretty damn strong girl. I believe that I'm, I'm a really strong warrior. I believe that I'm a strong, they, I'm a strong man. I'm a strong woman. I, I'm a strong person. And I, I, I don't know if you take out something, you, you know, you might, not be who you are. And I'm, I'm, I'm pretty grateful with who I am. And, and, and I have amazing fans. I mean, I, I have fans who, who stick up for me all day, every day. And, um, they, they see something good in me and that keeps me believing in myself really does. That's good. When, when is the book? Like, do you have any ideas of when the book is coming out or are you just in the beginning stages? Well, I, 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 I'm hoping the end of this year, but the more I'm writing, the more I'm realizing, like, this is going to be a huge, thick book. Um, I mean, even though I'm only 26, like writing a memoirs, I, sometimes I think, what am I going to write? I'm, I'm so young. Like, no, it is like, it's a, it's a thick book. You've had so things I, happen in your life that 98% of the people don't. So I'd imagine there's a lot to write about. Yeah. Yeah. I've definitely lived an interesting life and it, it made me an interesting person. So what are you going to do? 
What about, <laughs> do you watch any reality TV now? You know, I, the only reality TV show I watch is 600 pound life on TLC. <laughs> I've never seen it, but I've heard of it. Never you seen it. You have to watch it. You have to watch it. It's good. Bed, order some Postmates. Yeah. Turn that on. I mean, I, I have seen myself actually in a lot of those human beings. Um, again, I don't look like them, <laughs> but I just, I don't know. There's just something about that show. I just, it brings me so much comfort. <laughs> it's I know, like you love, you're like, you're no, you're literally like the second person in like uh, two days who has said like, it's the best show ever. And I'm like, I, I don't need another weirdos. show. I'm one of the weirdos. I know, but I don't care. It's amazing. Watch it. <laughs> I'm like all about the housewives and the Kardashians. I, I would watch the Kardashians for the next 20 years if they would stay on the TV. Oh, well, I have never seen a, an, an, an episode of the Kardashians ever. I know people would be like, wait, what? You've never seen it? No, I, no, I haven't. It's good. Would you <laughs> ever you watch 600 pound life? I'll watch the Kardashians. How about that? The Kardashians will keep you would you ever, do you have any desire to do any of those other reality shows like Dancing with the Stars, Mass Singer, Mass Dancer? Um, I've always, I've always loved Dancing with the Stars. I grew up watching that show. I remember when I was little, I would kind of put, you know, dresses on and dance around and pretend that I was, you know, dancing for Carrie Ann Inaba. <laughs> be that I mean that would be really kind of fun to do um but yeah you know what I'm taking things day by day I have a lot going on and um if something like that could work out then maybe yeah put you know put, put uh, probably yeah I think I think Dancing with the Stars though yes for sure a thousand percent I love that show now I'm thinking about it <laughs> I'm getting excited. yeah I'm like that's a good one I love that show yeah yeah what else is next for you with all well, these projects? I mean, yeah, I am dropping a music video. I'm really excited about it. It's like, I, I'm calling it my first ever real music video. Um, it took me about a year to put everything together. And um, the song is called Pleasure. Um, basically, you know, anything can be your pleasure doesn't fucking matter um and the music video is really exciting for me because it's a feeling of taking back my power and having a role reversal basically um again I I've always felt like I've been under the thumb of men and I I'm done with that and so this is a representation for me to be a powerful boss take your power back from men and, and take it back, you know, baby. take it back. And, and uh, just, just watching the video back. It's so good. And I'm so excited. Um, uh, paper magazine is running the exclusive. So I'm really excited about that. You can catch it there. That's amazing. I can't wait to hear it. I'm really excited. Anything else you want to bring up before we wrap up? I always feel like I have my own agenda, but I like to give people a chance at the end. We can talk about anything you want. Or did I? Well, working, I'm I'm working on um, Courtney Alexis cosmetics. I always loved beauty and makeup, and um, everybody who knows me knows I've always have a full face and makeup on. So I'm really excited to lend myself to the beauty 
industry. Um, and we're starting with the uh, lipsticks um, that aren't smudge, you know, you wear your mask. And, and I've been working really hard on that for a couple of years too. So that should it. be dropping this summer. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's exciting, right? It's so exciting. I, I can't wait to branch out into perfumes and, um, you know, just, I'm working also on, on different skin creams and stuff and, and I'm just taking my time and I want everybody to really, really, really enjoy, um, the value of the products in the company. So you can like, you know, be behind the camera and like have like the business instead of just, yes, yes. Hallelujah. That would be, that would be nice for a change. Yes. Oh, I'm really looking forward to that. I really am. It's going to be nice. Well, you <laughs> must, other people be- you must have enjoyed quarantine in a sense. I mean, not that we're, any of us are happy about what's going on in the world, but it must've been nice to just kind of refresh and reset. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I do think that I'm a hermit on the inside and I'm shy and I, I, actually enjoyed it thoroughly <laughs> like great I don't have to go out I don't have to meet people I don't have to you know I can just rest watch 600 pound life binge that shit order post me <laughs> work on my book you know my makeup line and and yeah I just kind of hunkered down and and I'm got really creative on myself so watch out world there's a lot of stuff coming at you soon amazing you'll have to come back when your line comes out later I in would the summer. love to I we'll keep in touch to. I'll send you a dm I'm good about keeping in touch where can everybody find you online so they can follow you you can find me on my instagram instagram.com slash courtney a stodden my twitter is twitter.com slash uh courtney stodden um and yeah I think that's it for now um and then my spotify is courtney stodden so, and, and, and uh, Apple music is Courtney Stodden as well. <laughs> Thank you for taking your time talking, for answering all my questions. I really appreciate it. Keep in touch for real. You're awesome. Yes. DM me. I'll be looking out for it. I will. Thank you so much. I love you. Bye. Thank you. Love you. Bye. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're behind the Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind the Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.